Thank you very much, Shay, Mami Lodi, and Lucia, for the great interview that we have heard. Indeed, today as the church, we are commemorating, we are celebrating Youth Day. The whole month is Youth Month, and as we know, on Tuesday, it will be a public holiday. Now, as the church, as I've said, we have always celebrated the Youth Day, and we have our own way of observing this day. What are the values that we can extrapolate from this Youth Month or Youth Day? Two weeks ago, I shared with the intercessors the value of resilience. And I want to believe that this movement, June 16, 1976, these young people were resilient. But what is the meaning of resilience? Dictionary meaning is the ability to return to the original form after being bent, stretched, or compressed. This is what these young people experienced. They were bent, they were stretched, they were compressed, but they achieved their goals. In other words, they bounced back. Steve Maraboli says, life does not get easier or more forgiving we get stronger and resilient. So one value that we get from this movement, the June 16, 1976 movement is resilience. Another value that we can get from these young people is sacrifice. These young people sacrifice. What is the definition of sacrifice? Sacrifice is denying ourselves certain comfort and pleasures for the sake of the next generation. There is no doubt in our minds that what happened on this day, the 6th of June 1976, impacted the following generations. That is, these young people sacrifice. Another definition of sacrifice is surrendering something of value as a means of gaining something more desirable. To sacrifice something in order to gain something better or desirable. And this is what these young people did. Today, I want to preach around a particular value that we can also get from the June 1976 movement. That is to stay focused. These young people had an aim. They had an objective. They had an agenda. And there were many things that could distract them, but they remained, they stayed Focus. So today, my message has to do with staying or remaining focused. And my illustrative text is Nehemiah chapter 6. We are going to see verses from 1 to 16. Brendan Butchard says, The most important thing you have ever asked in your lifetime is, Is your life Focused. In other words, the greatest question that you ought to ask yourself personally is, am I focused? What you are doing, are you focused in what you are 
doing. When we read in the Bible, there are about 600 leaders called, anointed, commissioned by God. But of these 600 leaders, only 25% of them finished strong. In other words, it is possible for a person to be called by God, to be commissioned by God, to be distracted, to lose their focus. And I believe many of us out there listening to this message, you have all what it takes to make it. Today I want to preach to you. I want to teach you today. Let us remain focused. My message has only three points. The first point, reading from verse 1 to verse 4. I can entitle this sub-point, Purpose Overcomes Distractions. Let us read from verse 1 to verse 4. Now it happened when Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had rebuilt the wall and that there were no breaks left in it, though at that time I had not hung the doors in the gates. That sent Balat and Geshem sent to me, saying, Come, let us meet together among the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me harm. Verse 3. So I sent messengers to them, saying, I am doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? But they sent me this message four times, and I answered them in the same manner. From the book of Nehemiah chapter 1, we know about the assignment of Nehemiah. He was called by God together with others to rebuild the broken walls of Jerusalem. In other words, that was his core responsibility. That was his assignment. Now, we read here that he was so close to fulfilling the call of God or the assignment that God has given to him. And we read that Tobiah, Sanballat, and Geshem came in at that time, at the 11th hour, before the wall is completed. In other words... It was just before they could hang the gates. The wall has been built. Why should the enemy wait until that time? We know it was not the first time that we read about Sanballat and Tobiah. We read about them in chapter 2 verse 10 and verse 19 and their opposition to what Nehemiah was doing. Why should they come at this time? It is because the enemy knows the right time to strike. Child of God, you are at the threshold of your miracle, your breakthrough. That's why hell has broken loose around your life because the enemy knows when to strike. Like Nehemiah, we are going to learn today to remain focused. And I believe that that which God called Nehemiah to do was accomplished because he stayed focused. Now, how did Nehemiah 
respond to the invitation. They are inviting him. Sandalad and Gishem. They are inviting him. They are sending a message. Can we meet at this village and have some conference? And Nehemiah responds to them in verse 3. I am doing a great work. So I cannot come. In other words, Nehemiah is saying, I have assignment from God. I have my own purpose. I will not come. Come, why? Because I am doing a great work. Child of God, God has called us to fulfill His own purposes about our lives. Let us, when those distractions are calling us to fulfill their own agendas, let us respond like Nehemiah. I have a great work that I am doing. I cannot come there. You know what? Sometimes these invitations, these distractions are not evil in nature, but they are opportunities Opportunities that were not meant for you. A man called LL Cool says, Stay focused, go after your dreams, and keep moving towards your goals. You are here not to fulfill other people's dreams and goals. Stay focused to fulfill the dreams and the purposes that God has given you. Do not chase after people's goals and agendas. Billy Asbrook says you can either chase your goals or chase your distractions. You cannot do both. May God help us to chase our goals and not their distractions, even if they are not evil. We have our own purpose. We have our own agenda that God has called us to fulfill. On this youth month, I want to talk to young people. Maybe you are in high school. You are in tertiary and you have a purpose. You have a goal. You have a dream. Follow your dream. Follow the purpose of God upon your life. There are distractions out there. Some relationships are going to distract you. Some habits are going to distract you. Stay focused like Nehemiah. Business person out there, you know very well God has called you to serve his purposes as a business person. But what about that business deal that you are invited to be part of? Tell them like Nehemiah, I have a great job to do. That is not my dream. That is not what God has called me to do. Thank God, each and every one of us are busy with God's purposes upon our lives. When distractions are coming our way, we can say, I have a great job that God has called me to fulfill. Second point, focus breaks fear. In other words, when we are focused, we will not fear him. When we read in verses 5 to 9, we find this reality. For instance, in verse 5, then Sanballat sent his servant to me as before, the fifth time, with an open letter in his hand. You know what? The enemy will not give in. Four 
times, when we read in verse 4, four times they approached Nehemiah with a letter that was secretive, with an invitation. And he says, I have given them the same response. Now here, the enemy changes his tricks, new tricks in the book. Now they send him an open letter. Now an open letter is an open letter. What we can insinuate from this is that even before the contents of the letter could reach Nehemiah, it was public knowledge. It was known by each and every person what these Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem were saying to Nehemiah. Now, what was the content of the letter? The content of the letter was an accusation. Nehemiah, the letter says, you want to proclaim yourself as king. In other words, the aim of this open letter was to discredit his character and his integrity. Here is a man who is building the wall who is using you but he has his own personal ambitions he want to be proclaimed king and the letter continues this man nehemiah has appointed prophets to help him to proclaim him king he is self-centered that is the aim of the letter now the enemy will try all sorts of ways to claim your attention we are discredited day in day out. There are people who are stepping us in the back. There are people who are gossiping about our names. Our characters are assassinated. That is the aim of the enemy. In verse 9, for they all were trying to make us afraid. In other words, through this open letter discrediting Nehemiah, the aim is to make them afraid. Praise God. Nehemiah was never afraid. He gave them the same response. The enemy wants us to be afraid. Especially when we know that people know about our lives. Joe Stowell says, fear hounds our hearts. Faith cuts to the exclamation point. The Lord is in control. Now, Nehemiah knew, even if the enemy is saying all those things, the Lord is in control. The Lord has given me an assignment and I'm going to fulfill it. I will not be afraid. Now, some of us are responding to these destructions. We're trying to fight the battles that are not ours. This is what Rick Warren says. The reason you are tired. It is because you are fighting battles that belong to God. When people engage you in what God has called you to do, they are no longer fighting you. They are fighting the purposes of God. Do not be distracted. Do not be afraid. The third and the last point of the message is that discernment will keep us focused. We find that in verses 10 to verse 14. After what I came to the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah, the son of Mehetabel, 
who was a secret informer. And he said, let us meet together in the house of God within the temple and let us close the doors of the temple as they are coming to kill you. Indeed, at night they will come to kill you. And I said, should such a man as I flee? And who is there such as I who would go into the temple to save his life? I will not go in. Now here we are introduced to this prophet, Shemaiah. Now he is said to be a secret informer. Secret of informer of who? Of Sanballat Tobiah. Now they have failed to, to distract Nehemiah. Now they are trying to buy a man of reputation. Why would Nehemiah listen to him? Maybe he was a respected figure, character in the community. He was a prophet and he came to Nehemiah. I want to protect you. But thank God that Nehemiah had discernment. And this is what he said. In verse 12, then I perceived that God had not sent him at all, but that he pronounced this prophecy against me because Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. Now the spirit of discernment, the spirit of God was upon Nehemiah. Although he listened to this prophet, he perceived him. He had discernment. Child of God, let us have discernment. Verse 13, for this reason he was hired that I should be afraid and act that way and sin so that they might have cause for an evil report and they might reproach me. That was the plan of the enemy. The reason he was hired by Sanballat and Tobiah to bring reproach to Nehemiah. Child of God, you are out there. Maybe you are a victim of voices about your life. Maybe you have listened to false voices about your life, about your family, about your marriage, about your career, about your finances. I pray today that God may give you discernment and all those prophecies about your life that are false let us pray let us break them in the name of Jesus they will not follow us we will follow after God's purposes about our lives when we have discernment we will not be deceived in conclusion i wish to read verses 15 to 16 so the whole was finished on the 25th day of elul in 52 days and it happened when all our enemies heard of it and all the nations 
around us saw these things that they were very disheartened in their own eyes for they perceived that this work was done by our God. Praise God that the wall was finished in record time. 52 days the wall was finished. The assignment is fulfilled. What a great testimony about Nehemiah, that when you are given an assignment, when you know God's purposes about your life, pursue without distractions and it will remain as a testimony. Not only to you, but also to your detractors. When all our enemies heard of it and all the nations around saw these things, that they were very disheartened in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was done by our God. There's a lot of negativity around you. Jared Lowe says, remember the only way to fight negativity is with positivity. Stay focused to your dreams. Joel Austin says, we are not perfect people. I'm not preaching to perfect people. He says, I am not perfect, but I think I have done good to stay focused on what I am called to do. Let us stay focused to what God has called us to do. May God richly bless you on this day where we commemorate our youth. Remember what happened June 16, 1976. One value is that these young people were focused and we have learned from the word of God in our lives as Christians. Let us remain focused in what God has called us to do. God richly bless you.